a podcast one production. Oh, hello, you. Don't screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> or I'm going to cut your Barbie. What? That's what stage mothers say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. Oh, hello, you. Hello. I'm film and television's Moira Rose. <laughs> Won't you join me on a little stroll through this slice of paradise I like to call the town where I currently am? <laughs> <laughs> uh, welcome back, Gistners, for another episode of Just the Gist, our weekly-ish podcast. Wait, you mean that wasn't really Moira Rose? <laughs> 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 gotcha. <laughs> it's me. Uh, Jacob Stanley Hi, here Jinx. with Hi, Jinx. Rosie Waterland. That's me. And we're going to be bringing you a story that we think you'll find interesting enough to bring up at a dinner party sometime mm-hmm. in the future. This week, I will be telling you this story, which takes place in 1518. But before we get into it, Rosie, would you like to take it away? Know this, what are you telling us? <gasps> you want to know the name? Yeah, I want to know. What? What is it? This Another week? ancient... Is that ancient history? No, that's modern medieval. History. Yeah. Medieval history, yeah. What is it? We're calling this one Blame It on the Boogie Fever. <laughs> <laughs> and what is it? What is it? The Dancing Plague of Ooh, 1518. a plague. Mm-hmm. Exciting. Yeah. But it's a quirky fun plague. I love quirky fun plagues. <laughs> we need one of those. We need to... Because, you know... Plagues and, and, and pandemics are getting a bad rap right now. They are. And yeah. they don't all have to be quite as miserable as the not, one we've just experienced. Yes. Yeah, see, not all plagues are equal. Some are good. <laughs> there are some good ones, guys, like this one. All right. Well, we'll get into the details of this good, fun, jolly romp of a plague. But before we do, I think it's time for some... Breaking news, breaking news. I got the scoop. But see, X-ray, X-ray, read all about it, a breaking news. Okay, the first thing I really want to talk about, because we mentioned it last week, there was a lot of breaking news last week that happened after we recorded Mm -hmm. and I wanted to talk more about. And so Mm -hmm. we, you know, slotted in Mary Kay later, which, by the way, I had um, lunch with my mum on the weekend and she said to me, you know what you should do an episode on? That Mary Kay woman. (laughs) Thanks for keeping track, Mum. Thanks for your support. Hot tip. (laughs) Hot tip. Um, Oh, also, I found out last week from my sister that my mum does, in fact, listen to the podcast, which Mm. because she always says things like that to me, so Mm -hmm. I assume she doesn't. Mm. And my sister told me, oh, yeah, Mum's been listening to the podcast and she's really cranky that you make jokes at her expense all the time. I didn't think she was listening. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, Lisa, we also make fun of the widow Stanley. Yes, we make fun, we make fun of ourselves more than anyone. <laughs> so I mean, really, hi, mom. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> also <coughs> deserved. <laughs> the first thing I want to talk about is last week we mentioned that Kanye West was running for president. Mm-hmm. And then the next day he did an eight-hour rambling interview with Forbes magazine, in which a whole bunch of weird shit came out. Yeah. And I want to preface this with saying, yes, he has bipolar and it's being leaked in the press, probably by his family, because the Kardashian family are brilliant at leaking things they want to get into the press. Mm-hmm. So it's been leaked to the press um, that he is in the middle of a manic episode. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's sort of gone off the rails and is saying all this crazy stuff, which, you know, I think is um, not something to be made fun of. 
But at the same time, he is someone who is so narcissistic Mm. and so far up his own ass and so inspired by himself and his ability to just do anything and everything, you know, Mm. in this world better than anyone else that when he does apparently allegedly get into a manic episode, he says some really embarrassing shit. Mm -hmm. So that's what he did Mm -hmm. in this Forbes interview. So would you like to know a little bit more about Kanye West's 2020 presidential run, this this year's run, (laughs) this year? Are you going to give us the top headliners? Yes, I am. So his party is called the birthday party Uh because because the day he wins, it'll be like everybody's birthday. Uh, The campaign slogan, yes. (laughs) Y-E-S. Policies doesn't need him. He said, I didn't have a policy when I went to Nike and designed Yeezy and went to Louis and designed a Louis Vuitton at the same time. It wasn't policy, it was design. So he's like, I don't need policy. Mm. Um, He also (laughs) has gotten a bit churchy because I don't know if people know this, but Mm. the last few years he's he started off um, getting really into Hillsong mm. and then because he's Kanye West, he was like, I don't need to go to a church and see a preacher. I am the preacher. So then him <laughs> and Kim built like a church on their property oh. and every Sunday people come and he preaches for like four hours, mm. which, you know, sounds an awful lot like someone we've done an episode on called Jim Jones. Mm-hmm. It's very culty. He also sells like $800 socks that just have like a cross on them. And <laughs> it's like Yeezy branded God socks. Oh, God. So it's all about making money because those churches are all about making money. It's all like um, the more money you have, the more God has blessed you. So it's mm-hmm. a very cynical, awful, that's a whole other thing. But mm-hmm. anyway, so he's gotten a bit churchy the last few years. And so a lot of what he said about what he wants to do in his presidency in this interview was very churchy and crazy. Mm. So, okay, first of all, he says that corona is all about God. Um, It's happening because we need to stop doing things that make God mad. Okay. Obviously. Um, He says that getting vaccinated gives you the mark of the beast. Vaccinated people won't be able to cross to the gates of heaven because they have the devil inside them. Ah. Yeah. Right. He also says one of the most important things he wants to tackle in his presidency are chemicals. <laughs> chemicals are the biggest problem I see in America. They're in our deodorant, in our toothpaste. There are chemicals that affect our ability to be of service to God. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, also, anti-abortion. Thinks that it's um, uh, killing babies. Mm. Um, Planned Parenthoods, which is a sexual health clinic for women mm. in the US, which do a range of things, including providing safe legal abortion. Mm. He said Planned Parenthoods have been placed inside our cities by white supremacists to do the devil's work. Okay. <laughs> you see what I mean about how, yes, he may be in the throes of a bipolar manic episode, which is, you know, sad and mm. he needs to get on top of it, but he also has admitted that he refuses to take medita- uh, medication because mm. it inhibits his creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you have bipolar, you have to take your medication or mm. things like this happen. But um, it's also such a an emperor's new clothes situation. Mm. Like is no one in his life telling him that he is not capable of these things mm. and like and the things he is saying are nuts. Mm. 
You could make such a valid argument against that, though, by saying, well, look what happened in 2016. These are all of the things that people were saying to Trump. I know. And he somehow managed to make it all the way to the White House. Well, my favourite <laughs> part of this whole thing is um, the day he tweeted that he was running for president, my favourite person, Elon Musk, like mm. I mentioned last week, uh, replied to that tweet, you have my full support. Oh. And then <laughs> a few days later, after this Forbes interview came out and everything, Elon Musk just tweeted, we may have more differences of opinion than I anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's a that's a point to Elon. I got to say, I'm not Elon's biggest fan, but I, I quite like that. That was really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we may have more differences of opinion than I anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> to begin yes. with, you really <laughs> missed a beat by not making your slogan, yes, we, Kanye. <laughs> I know. Well, no, it's just yes. <laughs> or it should be yees. Ye- yeah. Oh, oh, come on. So many missed. But that's because none of it's planned. He's just rambling to mm-hmm. Forbes for eight hours. Anyway. So um, we'll keep track of that because who knows? Maybe he would be better. President West. <laughs> maybe he should approach the presidency like he does approach Nike to create those ugly-ass sneakers. Mm. <laughs> you know what? Anything goes at this point. Like, I honestly, so many people are just like, not surprised. Mm. Would, would, would it? Who knows? Didn't you say last week he's too late anyway? In a few states he is. About mm. 10 states, the um, filing date to file all the paperwork had passed, so he can't run in those states, mm-hmm. which, like you pointed out, because of mathematics, <laughs> is how much of the... A fifth. A fifth, mm. yes, because there's 50 states. Mm. Ah, yes. Um, so, <laughs> shut up, Fifi. Producer <laughs> just started openly laughing in my face. I'm a writer. That blatant disrespect. Please. Um, yeah, so he, I, I don't know. Okay, but it's really happening. Well, He's really he running. says he is. <laughs> oh, God. But I feel like Chris Jenner is, like, getting some stuff into gear to, like, rein this whole thing in. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kim is openly um, pro-vaccination and pro-abortion and and she supports Planned Parenthood and all the stuff he said, I don't know. Mm. I mean, when she got with him, he wasn't a churchy person. Uh And that's only happened since they got together. God, wouldn't that be depressing? Oh, yeah. That's why Anna Faris broke up with Chris Pratt. Oh, is that it? Because while they were together, he went full church. And she was like, "Mm, no thanks. Mm -mm. Bye. Abort. Abort. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you know. Well, we are heathens. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, oh, I think it's really funny that I became obsessed with TikTok in the last two weeks. Obsessed. I finally figured out how to use it, mm. and now they're saying they're going to ban it. Take it away. I feel like that is just the most classic millennial thing. I was like, I'm cool. I'm going to be here with the cool thing. And they're like, well, no, that's over. Yeah, someone showed me how to use Snapchat just before it was cancelled. I do love TikTok, though. I'm mm. really into this. some funny stuff on there. and But apparently... They're using it to just, like, get all our data, which I've said before and I'll say again, go for it. I don't know. Like, what's What data of mine is, like, I'm just like, and? Mm. Don't you think? Well, you recommended that I listen to a um, podcast called Rabbit Hole by I the did. New York Times. Mm-hmm. And I always follow your advice um, when it comes to podcasts in particular. That was definitely worth it. And the final episode does then go into a bit of detail about mm. the company that owns TikTok. And that was enough to convince me that I don't want a part of it. 
Really? Mm. But what data? I would have anything as an individual that would be of benefit to them, but I would be adding to their data pool. Which is to do what with? What are Um, they going to do with it? I don't understand. Well, they want to build an artificial intelligence machine, the world's most sophisticated artificial intelligence program. And what's bad about that? We'll end up living in the matrix. What? (laughs) Is this like when... COVID first started and you were like, what is the government trying to distract us from? Probably. I know that you like to jump on these, you know, Mm -hmm. well, I don't know. Why do you think I'm going to Byron tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) Next time we do, because what, we're going to have to do the podcast via Zoom next week and you're going to be wearing like a tinfoil hat. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I just don't. Whenever they talk about mana, mana, data mining. (laughs) Mm. And people collecting our data for nefarious purposes. I'm like, but what are the purpose? I don't care. Take my stuff. I just want to watch funny TikToks. Fair enough. There's a petition right now to change the name of a current affair to a Karen affair. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, please go sign it. Just Google it. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Oh, who we'll put the link in the show notes. That. So good. <laughs> we'll put the link in the show Get notes. Get on it, listeners. Um, and I mean, I guess the other major news is like, <laughs> wait, Jacob's <laughs> lost it. I know how to make this even better. Hey, Jacob. Yeah. Segway. <laughs> Segway. Okay, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I think we've got some time. We've got about five oh. minutes till this is over. <laughs> <laughs> Pull yourself together. <laughs> All right. Oh, um, the only other thing in the world that makes me laugh as much as that is when I found out that there was a place in Western Sydney called Grey Stains. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to offend a lot of people. My mum lives near there. <laughs> Why is that so funny though? What's a grey stain? Lovely place, but like to name a place. What you mean, like skitty undies? (laughs) (laughs) But it's not like it's not spelt that way. No, but the first time someone said it to me, I didn't see it written. I was just taken aback. Oh, okay. There is a place called Grey Stain. Your sense of humour really is like a curious exploration of your mind. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. Grey stains and segways. (laughs) What if you saw someone on a segway in grey stains? (laughs) (laughs) With a Karen haircut. What if you saw a Karen on a segway in grey stains? And all it would need to make me laugh is if she crashed. (laughs) (laughs) Did we just create, like, a new Logie-winning Australian comedy <laughs> television show? <laughs> Bags it. Okay. All right. Come on. Get it together. Um, the one last thing I want to say does have to do with, like, Western Sydney, actually, is that Victoria was failing at preventing a second wave, as we all know. Mm. They've had a COVID breakout and Ross Noble had that amazing joke about... um. What was it again? The Spice Girls. Yeah. Yeah. Australia was handling coronavirus just oh, like God. the Spice Girls. Everyone was trying really hard, but Victoria ruined it for everyone. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> there you go. But now it seems it's creeping into New South Wales too. And there was a breakout at a pub in Western Sydney. and But then also people, I think it was in Victoria, was it in Victoria? Um, 
got busted because they were having a party and um, they went to KFC at one in the morning and um, KFC noticed that they ordered about like $2,000 worth of KFC. So mm. it would have been, for, is that right? No, no, that's wrong. They KFC noticed that they ordered 26 meals mm-hmm. and so KFC was like, narking in the best possible way. So they were like, yeah, these people just ordered 26 meals. They've got to be having a party. Mm. So the police went to their house and found a whole bunch of people hiding, cowering in the backyard, holding their buckets of fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and they um, they all got fined. And so that party ended up costing $26,000 because that's what all the fines <laughs> cost. But like, People, come on, yeah. follow the rules. It's not that hard to not have a party. I know, and I don't want the borders to close because then I won't be able to go visit my boyfriend in Adelaide. And also people might die. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. It's important for people's health and safety. Follow the rules. No late night 26 meals at KFC. Unless it's just for you, that's fine. I mean, I'm not... Mm. And thank you, KFC, for rising to the occasion and yeah. dobbing them in. That was really cool. I was like, yeah, knock it up in the best possible way. Um, so that's it for breaking news mm-hmm. this week. Do you have anything else? I don't have anything else. <sighs> Let's get into the story. All right. Well, that was a breaking news. Ah, I love it when it's your week because I can see back. Well, I think you're going to enjoy this one. But before I begin, I just have to wipe my eyes and defog my glasses. His eyes are glasses. literally filled with tears. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, don't. Keep it together. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Keep it together. So as mentioned, mm-hmm. I present for you, blame it on the boogie fever. This is the tale of one of the world's first slash deadliest flash mobs. And what? Oh, I thought it was a plague. Yes. But I think you could see how this is the inspiration for a bit of a flash mob. Okay. So one month during the Middle Ages, hundreds of people at this city in France jigged and twirled and bopped till they dropped and they literally danced themselves to the point of exhaustion and in some cases even death. Um, And this story takes place 500 years ago in a little city called Strasbourg. Um, I have been there. It is a beautiful city and we've got a gistner named Chantal who's mm. currently travelling in France and mm. being as safe as she can possibly be. She has sent us photos from the convent in Avignon that yes. La Montpain, Julie Daubigny, burnt down. Although she kind of done a good job burning it down because it's still standing <laughs> yeah. in the photo that she sent us. <laughs> they've had a few centuries to restore it we'll and they've put obviously the, put that um, time to good use. We'll put the photo, uh, what was her name again? Chantal. That Chantal took of the convent on the Just the Gist Insta. Yes. Also, uh, Strasbourg, interesting fact, mm. is um, where the Titanic stopped in France to pick up. Well, there might have to be two Strasbourgs because this is on the corner of Strasbourg and, uh, sorry, France and Germany, and it's a landlocked. Oh, okay, <laughs> city. then just cut that. <laughs> Never mind, cut that out. Um, and this city, I didn't know it at the time, but it does have quite a dark history. Mm. Now, to set the tone, I'm going to quote from a chronicle from 1636 that says. In the year 1518 AD, there occurred among men a remarkable and terrible disease called St. Vitus's Dance, in which men in their madness began to dance day and night until finally they fell down unconscious and succumbed to death. 
sounds like a gay club at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> you and I have both been to ARC when that's been happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we have danced until our feet were very nearly bloodied stumps. Yes. Um, now, I promise you, I did not do this on purpose, but tomorrow is the 502nd anniversary of when Patient Zero was infected by the jitterbug. Um, so the 14th of July is when all accounts from the Times state that a woman named Frau Trofea started to dance on the streets of Strasbourg and she just kept on dancing and dancing and dancing. She was the original dancing queen in this tale oh. and there was no music playing and she had never done anything like this before and no one else was getting down with her. She was just suddenly full of canned heat in her heels and she had to dance it out and her husband was notified and he came to get her. <laughs> he was mortified and he tried his hardest to get her to stop shaking her tail feather but she didn't respond to any of his demands to come home and stop the nonsense. She was just like Kevin Bacon in Footloose and she had to cut loose. Can I just say I'm very impressed at how many like dancing sayings yeah. you put like what do you call them synonyms synonyms and anecdotes yes. you're putting in here <laughs> how many more can you cram in well when i'd first written it i had used the word dance so many times i was like i have to go back through this and right. just avoid that word at yeah. all costs and um yeah there's more to come so okay. enjoy yeah. the ride um so she kept jiving until well after nightfall and then she passed out collapsed and spent the night on the street just sort of jerking and twitching, but no one seemed to do anything to help the poor woman. No one intervened. They all had their own stuff going on. Where was her husband? Was he like, oh, okay. He left her there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just stormed off exasperated. Weirdo. yeah. Um, and then the next morning the sun came up and she got straight back up and got back into the groove and resumed her dance. Um, and so basically this whole plague started with one woman who just started acting like a crazy person dancing in the street. Correct. Okay which they didn't foresee was going to be quite as big a problem as it became. Um, she did it again and again, day after day, and more and more of the locals came to watch this really bizarre spectacle that for some people they said it was kind of frightening to see, but others were laughing and clapping yeah. along. And it's funny are, as hell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's loads of eyewitness accounts from the time of Frau Trofea suddenly just going into this bizarre waltz marathon. Yeah. Um, she wouldn't stop to eat, but we can assume that she was drinking water because she went on like this for six whole days. <gasps> oh. By this time, she'd become a bit of a public menace because she was causing quite a stir and kerfuffle and the people of the city were very, very superstitious. We'll call the people the stress bourgeoisie. Mm-hmm. Um, and they assumed that she had to have been possessed by a demon or cursed by God for some reason. So people Yeah, because when people act like out. that back then, they thought that's like when they would do exorcisms and stuff. Like yeah. People with epilepsy, they thought needed exorcisms. Yeah. So that's what they always thought it was to do with the devil. Like Kanye. <laughs> yeah. She is lucky that she wasn't burnt at yeah. the stake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when the authorities finally did intervene. Instead of burning her alive, they strapped her into a cart and they sent her off to um, the temple of St. Vitus in Severn, where she would, in theory, be cured, which, hallelujah, she was. Um, St. Vitus, by the way, wasn't just a random choice of saint. He is the patron saint of actors, comedians, dancers, Hmm. and epileptics. Ah. Um, And he was considered one of the 14 helper saints that Catholics would turn to whenever they wanted something magical. When you say it was a temple, is that like like a a church? Shrine. Yeah, yeah. 
so how a specific did they, shrine how did they in a church her dedicated. Of an illness at a church? We'll get to the ritual okay. a little bit later on. Um, but St. Vitus was the obvious choice for them to turn to for mm-hmm. help um, because he was suspected as being the culprit behind this strange phenomenon. Mm. They assumed that he was the one who had, for some reason, cursed Frau Trofea. Um, and to this day, we still remember Frau Trofea's little groove-a-thon as St. Vitus's dance. Mm-hmm. Um, as we heard at the very beginning, it was sort of branded as St. Vitus's dance from day one. Yeah. Um, and that's actually a medical term that survived to this day. And by the way, there is also a doom metal band named St. Vitus because oh, cool. it's like hardcore to name your band after a dance till the death. <laughs> um. And anyway, so our fancy-footed Frau was cured, but by that point, back in Strasbourg, it was unfortunately too late. And just like the USA and Brazil handled the COVID pandemic in the early stages, the Strasbourg authorities had let the disease spread like warm butter before they took any action to prevent its proliferation. Do you have a lot of time on your hands this week? (laughs) The way you've written this. Normally I just have a few points and I'm like, and then this happened and then this happened and then they cheated at Monopoly. Cool, the end. This is like a beautifully written piece of prose. Merci. Oh, okay. Jeez, I, I... I don't put that much Step it up. All right. So within just a couple of days, there were more than 30 people in the city. Spread like warm butter. I'm sorry. Okay, keep going. (laughs) Um, 30 people. They could not stop shaking and shimmying it all about. And the number of infected people. Can I ask, though, I know you're you know, really using all the dance terms and you're, you know, relying heavily on that sort of artistic dance imagery. Um, Were they actually dancing or were they, um, was it a fit of movement and jerking because they were sick? Yeah, bit of a combination of both. So there's mention of them twirling. There's mention of them doing everything that they were doing in rhythm. Yeah. um, And using their entire body to be doing it. But there was speculation that this may actually just be seizures. Yeah, or like something. That like... were being misreported as a dance. Yeah. But there are a lot of eyewitness testimonials that state that this was actually... It was in rhythm. Dancing. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm. All right. You may continue with the beautiful <laughs> dance imagery then. Thank you. <laughs> um, because this really is the, um, the tipping point. Because day by day, more and more people were finding out that the rhythm... Is going to get you. Um, And there were a few different theories that were thrown around about why all these people were Uh succumbing to the dance in this way. So the church believed that the entire city had been cursed by St. Vitus because of everyone's sinful lifestyles. Um, The physicians, however, believed that there must be a sensible, rational, scientific reason for all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, And they determined that the root of the problem must have been one of the four humours. And the obvious reason was that these folks had overheated blood. So they just needed to What's a humour? What do you mean one of the four humours? They believed that there were four different liquids in the body. So phlegm, uh, bile, blood, blood, and semen. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, okay. So they yeah. think they've got overheated blood. Yeah. What we need to do is shove some leeches on them and, and do that cut cutting open. thing. Yeah. Where they're bloodletting. Yes. Yeah. Um, totally ineffective. Then one doctor thought, why don't we check out what was done to end previous dancing plagues that had happened in the area? Because 
yes, this was not the first time that ah. this sort of thing had happened. Uh-huh. It had happened in more than 10 different towns over the course of about 300 years. All those towns, coincidentally, were located near the Rhine and Moselle rivers, so they've got that in common. Mm-hmm. Um, but they haven't been able to trace this phenomenon back to anything. So it wasn't something in the water. The plants or water or anything yeah. like that, no. Um, so it still remains relatively mysterious, but we'll get into the explanation towards the end. Wouldn't the 5G people love it if it was in the water? <laughs> Everyone in Byron taking fluorite out would be like, told ya, <laughs> it's in the water. Vindication. Here's my, here's my seven-year-old with two teeth left. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So the reason that this, out of all of those various different cases of choreomania, is the most famous is because it became the biggest and the most dramatic, the most fatal. Um, and, and Choreomania. To, uh, choreomania. Yes. Quite Good a name. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Lady Gaga can name her next album that. Yeah. Um, So when the doctor thought to check these records and find out what had been prescribed in yesteryear to treat this Mm. boogie fever, he found that the recommended treatment to help stop people from dancing uncontrollably until they collapsed or died was more dancing. So... (laughs) Oh, like getting when they would get people to like sweat things out. Yes. Kind of the same concept. Yep. He just decided, all right, these people are full of dance and Mm -hmm. we're going to do everything that we can to just get it out them as quickly and as efficiently as we can. So the prescription was hit the dance floor, kick up your heels, dance as vigorously and enthusiastically as possible until all the dancers left your body. And of course... It really is like that Kevin Bacon scene in Footloose mm -hmm, (laughs) where he mm -hmm. goes to the warehouse. (laughs) That's here by the bar. Um, And every dancer needs, of course... A stage, but there were now hundreds of people who had this jitterbug and couldn't stop the beat. So the council arranged for one giant stage to be built in the middle of the town. They built a stage. Oh yeah. So instead of instead of trying to figure out, they built a stage. Built a stage for them, <laughs> big enough to fit several hundred of them. Herded this giant solve the chorus problem. line of entranced dancers onto it, and they had dozens of local musicians come along to play some sick, funky beats in the hopes to get everyone to dance faster and faster and faster so that the dance would then leave their dance body. Dance out of them. So they were kind of like dance lemmings at this point. They yeah. could just sort of, or like zombies, you just yeah. nudge them in one direction and they all go in that direction. Off they go. Okay. Um, so they had created this perfect space and atmosphere for the dance to sort of burn brightly and then fame out. Yeah. However, <clears throat> as we've all learned this year, when you expose a few hundred sick people to a few thousand healthy people, you end up transmitting the sickness with very, very rapid efficiency. Yes. And it was murder on the dance floor. <laughs> oh, no, Jacob, come on. <laughs> come on. Uh, all right, yeah. Suddenly, more and more and more people were voguing and doing the locomotion and dancing <laughs> in the streets, and the infection started spreading this through the crowd. This took you days, didn't it? This, this took, took you me days. less than an hour. No, I don't believe you. This took you days. <laughs> <gasps> Quick Google search for dancing synonym and then just go through and mm. weed it all out. Um, so anyway, people were terrified of the fact that all these onlookers in the crowd had just started to sort of take up the dance and no one wanted to catch it because it didn't look like fun. You could- so, okay, let me just break this down in my mind. We had this one woman 
who started dancing, couldn't stop. They mm-hmm. sent her away to a temple. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, back in the town, it kind of spread the way a zombie virus spreads. Yep. So all these people suddenly, it's like they'd all been bitten and they started dancing. Yep. And so the way they decided to fix it was to build them a stage to dance on. And so then all these people came to watch and then it starts spreading through the audience as well. Mm-hmm. And so then people start stampeding away because they don't want to get the infection. Right. Because they can see that the dancers are in pretty severe pain. A lot of people's faces have a really anguished expression on them. You yeah, can man, see... I've been at ARC at 4am. <laughs> you are in pain, but you keep going. Keep going till sunlight comes through the door. Mm-hmm. And then these people kept going even beyond then. Some of them would break out of the trance really briefly and beg for someone to help oh, them. God. <laughs> and then just fall straight back into the trance. They just wanted someone to free them of their miserable curse. So everyone was sort of fleeing away from anyone who'd been yeah. infected by the bug. It um, is like a zombie virus. Yes. And also, if you've been to a wedding and the nut bushes come on, mm. you have seen people who are over the age of 35 who really, really regret it by about a third <laughs> yeah. of the way in. You <laughs> have third, seen yeah. that. You get exhausted. Yeah the pain on their faces. Um, so the council did pretty quickly recognise the misstep that they'd made and realised <laughs> Building that, a stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they realised they needed to turn it around and they immediately arranged for the stage to be torn down and burnt and they ordered that all dancing was to be banned immediately unless it was done in the privacy of one's own home. So like quarantine. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Um, they decided to even go a step further and take a page out of the tiny town from Footloose's book and they banned almost all music, which Mm -hmm. meant you could still play a string instrument, but there was to be absolutely no drums and absolutely zero percussive or wind instruments Mm -hmm. and on pain of death, not a tambourine. (laughs) 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 Okay. So John Lithgow's come in and he said, no dancing. No dancing, no music, on pain of death. Um, Turned out that music was just not part of the equation because people kept jiving and gyrating on the streets, more than 400 of them, and there was no music playing whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So then the council realised they had no choice but to send all of these rompers off to be blessed at the same church that Frau Trofea. And how many are there at this point? Hundreds? 400. 400. Oh, my goodness. So they rounded them all up and they strapped them into wagons while they kept sort of bopping and bouncing around (laughs) in the back of the wagon and sent them off to Severn as one giant conga line. And when they arrived, they were still sort of shaking and rattling and rolling and they forced these little crosses into their hands and they took off their dancing shoes and replaced them with these special magical holy red shoes that they'd made that had been sprinkled with holy water and anointed with sacred oils. So, so far, to cure these people, they've built them a stage and given them special fancy dancing shoes. You are on it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And then put them through some very special, classically Catholic campy ceremony that was very flamboyant with lots of incense Mm -hmm. and many choir boys singing incantations in Latin. Oh yeah, I grew up Catholic. I know the, I know the shiz. You know the power of it. Um, And so it was working. Day after day, wagon loads of these twinkle-toed Strasburgies kept heading north to the Severn and one by one they were each cured over the course of a few weeks. 
And these guys were the lucky ones. They got a free return trip to Severn and a new fancy pair of holy blessed kicks. Um, like Kanye's socks, is that the point of his thing? Are they meant to be blessed? Are no, they meant to he be just protective? he just puts a cross on anything. So he sells jumpers, he sells socks, he sells and it's just got like a printed cross on it and mm. he's like $900 <sighs> and they all buy it because it's all just famous people who go to his thing. But mm. okay, so how many have been cured? Uh, so there were about 400 people that made their way to Severn. And they all got cured. Yes, but they were the lucky ones because they were the ones who made it out of this alive because there were many reports of lots of people dying Left of exhaustion. Left in the town. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so over the course of each day, there, at its peak, it was reported that there were up to 15 people dying A day. each day. Yep. Of exhaustion and dehydration, heart attacks, strokes. It literally does sound like people who die on Eckies dancing too much at gay clubs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just FYI. <laughs> and look, I got to, my uncle, I told him this story. He is adamant that they were on something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> something, something secretly got passed around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, anyway, once they'd cured the final person, everyone was able to just return to their but usual life of drudgery. Cured how? Through I'm the power sorry, of prayer. Religion does not cure illness. Mm. So how? All right. Well, before we get into how could the cure have worked, let's yeah. talk about some of the theories for what caused the plague to begin with. Because oh, there hard are drugs. still <laughs> Yeah. Um, there are several theories about what caused okay. this and Hit some me. of the other fatal flash mobs that took place. Yeah. Um, and speculation started pretty much immediately. So just eight years after the plague had taken hold, um, a famous Italian physician named Paracelsus visited the town to investigate what had happened. Mm. He'd been captivated by the story and he wanted to get to the bottom of it all. When he arrived in Strasbourg, he started interviewing the locals to find out what had gone down here. Mm. He was the first person to propose that the disease was a psychological problem as opposed to a curse. Like mass hysteria, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Which is the most commonly believed one. He, though, didn't come up with the idea of mass hysteria. Instead, he came up with one of the most sexist things I have ever read about, um, which isn't really (gasps) shocking. Because they got their period. (laughs) (laughs) Is that it? Along those lines, yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's kind of funny, but it's also infuriating. Yes. Paracelsus believed that That's the motto of being a woman. It's kind of funny, but also (laughs) infuriating. Welcome to being a woman. (gasps) Uh, So his theory stated that this was all just about women being nasty, spiteful creatures who wanted nothing more than to destroy their husbands through humiliation. He told everyone that this was just Frau Trofea wanting to embarrass her hubby as badly as she could. But weren't men dancing as well? They did, yes. So... But he believes because it was a female patient zero and because she was doing such a good job of humiliating her husband, all of the other nasty, spiteful, vengeful mm. women in the town started dancing along and that's then when it infected the men. And why well. did female patient zero start? Because she got her period. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Only two. Only two. Just the two today. Okay, okay. good. Um, and in his decree explanation, he wrote, in order to make the deception as perfect as possible and really give the impression of illness, she hopped and sang, which was all most distasteful to her poor husband. And then... Can I just say, oh, just a brief aside, mm-hmm. the reason women have been so effed over in 
the medical industry for so many years, the reason things like endometriosis haven't even been believed to be real illnesses until a few years ago, the reason there isn't a better, less painful way to give birth, the reason for so much of women not being taken seriously and women's medical problems not being taken seriously is because throughout history, men have been in charge of medicine. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's some effed up gender dy- dynamics right there. Mm-hmm. Also, I've been reading this book called Pain and Prejudice by an author called Gabrielle Jackson, and it is um, basically all about the history of why women's medical issues have never been taken seriously, and it all goes back to doctors like this mm-hmm. and throughout history. Do you want to hear something crazy? Oh, my God, I'm, I'm on a roll now. <laughs> Did you know that up until, like, not even that long ago, mm-hmm. the 90s, when they were doing medical trials on medication, oh yeah, they would not include women on those medical trials because they were like, oh, like, um, menstruation could mm-hmm. affect the results mm-hmm. of the medical trials. And it's like, yeah, and if women are going to take this medication... Mm-hmm. Shouldn't they know if the way their body operates affects how the medication works? Nuts. Like, and that literally was happening until very recently mm. is only when women started being part of, like, m- huge medical trials for very... Co- okay. Mm-hmm. This is a whole other episode. <laughs> Read Pain and Prejudice. Back to you, Jacob. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> makes me so angry. Ah, uh, so... um. With that context, yes. um, we can understand why someone in the medical profession basically put the reason for this whole plague down to women and their, quote, free, lewd and impertinent mm. thoughts without fear or respect. Women be cray-cray. Yeah. And that's Am why right? the outbreak began, mm. in his opinion. Mm-hmm. So that's been pretty well discredited. Yes, of course. Okay. Yeah. Move uh, on from that douche canoe. <laughs> All right. Um, the next theory that was... Um, most commonly discussed, and you will read about this when you start looking into the dancing plague, mm. a lot of people believe that the Strasburgis were poisoned. Mm-hmm. Um, so this theory proposes that the root cause of the plague was this special type of mould called ergot that can grow on damp rye. And the theory states that the town supply of rye had been contaminated with this mould. More and more people started succumbing to the symptoms, which have been proven to be real, and they can include hallucinating, twitching, and jerking uncontrollably. Um, and the ergotamines that are in the mold spores are one of the psychoactive elements in LSD. So it seems like ah, open and shut hello. case, that must be what happens. Some moldy rye bread caused everyone to that, just sort of jerk about. I mean, yes, that sounds likely to me. I mean, I am a medical expert, <laughs> so let me pontificate wildly. Um, but I honestly really feel like it's more to do with mass hysteria. Mm. The way you said, like, people just started dancing and then more people started dancing and mass hysteria does spread like a virus. Mm -hmm. And we've seen some examples of that really quite recently. So in Tanzania, um, or I think it was the early 2000s, one girl in a classroom started laughing and Mm. then her friends around her started laughing Mm. and then the whole school started laughing and then... For a week, the entire town was crippled with laughter mm. because it had just spread throughout there. And there was a similar story that happened in New York not that long ago. And as it's well. um, uh, most famously covered in the Salem witch trials mm. and in the play The Crucible and the film The Crucible, where like one girl said that she like could see 
evil spirits and then all the other girls said they could see them and they were all literally quivering and shaking and they, and it's because they just all G'd each other up. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting that you brought up the Salem witch trials as well because there was a theory that these ergotamines from the mould yeah. had been what caused that mass hysteria uh, in Salem then as well. But the thing is when they did a little bit more studying, they found out that um, ergot mould Yes, it will cause you to jerk, but it will also cut off all blood supply to your extremities. So, so your arms and legs are paralyzed and the symptoms only last for about 24 hours max. I wish you could see on camera what I just did to um, like <laughs> to indicate dance. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to dance. <laughs> this is how I dance. Um, yes. Actually, that's very similar to the moves they were pulling. Um, okay, so then that it can't be that. So then. that's been discredited. Can't be the mold. Yeah, still widely discussed, but it has been discredited. So. So the other superstition. Uh, so the other theory is that it all just came down to superstition more than anything else. Um, and so that, like mass hysteria. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Led on by fear and superstition. Yeah. Yeah. And they had had a really, really tough decade leading up to 1518. So year after year, their crops had failed or they'd been destroyed by some weather conditions. So there was mass starvation on devastating levels. Mm. Um, There had been a particularly dreadful outbreak of syphilis. Um, And then one year, the Black Plague came back and knocked out a few hundred people as well. So it really wasn't their decade, which meant that everyone was sort of psychologically primed to Mm. believe that God hated them and God was just going to continue to chuck his wrath at them with curse after curse after curse. Um, And so the theory goes basically that people were expecting that they were going to be struck down Mm. by God. And as soon as they saw someone who'd fallen victim to, in this case, St. Mm. Vitus, they believed, well, the church is right. I have sinned enough that mm. I'm going to be the next one to be struck down. And it's interesting. I mean, I'm going to just say I think it's the sweating sickness, but this is also just me making up an anecdote from a story that I've heard. Mm. So I'm connecting probably a bunch of different facts, but it it plays. Mm. So um, in the sweating sickness, I think it was, um, that could often be caused by if you were feeling particularly anxious, that mm. was one of the things that could kick off symptoms. And so people were getting anxious about getting sweating sickness would then get it mm. because they were so anxious about getting it. Mm. So it's kind of like that. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes. Yeah. People were expecting that they were going to get this curse yeah. placed on their heads. And so then they just sort of went with it. Yeah. And gave themselves the disease. Yes. Right, right, right. Um, There's this really cool episode of House, because you know I relate everything to some kind of pop cultural reference, where he and Cuddy are on a plane and Cuddy sees this patient on the plane who's coughing a lot and then he has this temperature and then she looks at his back and he has this uh, rash that is like just all in the can symptoms for viral meningitis. Mm. And so then Cuddy's like, we need to turn this plane around before we've gone too far that we've run out of fuel and we can't turn around Mm. because if we don't turn the plane around now, we're going to be stuck on the plane for the next eight hours and by the time we get back to America, everyone will be dead. And they decide not to turn around, they keep going, and then everybody on the plane starts finding out that someone on the plane has viral meningitis and Mm. they all literally start getting symptoms. Mm. They all start getting a rash, they all start getting a temperature, they all start sweating a lot, they all start throwing up. 
And then House, because he's House, mm. he goes, um, okay, I can't remember what it exactly he said, but he was like, um, another symptom of viral meningitis is getting a twitch in your right hand and then everyone's right hand starts twitching and they <laughs> all start freaking out. And he's like, oh, you idiots. None of you have it. Mm. And then when they all realise they don't have it, they're all like, oh, mm. and they all just suddenly feel better. Yeah. That's how quickly it can happen, man. And it happened on House, so you know it's real. Yeah. <laughs> But it's true, the human mind is a really, really powerful thing. It is. And it has more the control The placebo effect. Yeah. They even say that, I hate to say it, praying can often um, like affect the results of people's illness if they know they're being prayed for. Because mm-hmm. they're, if they believe in prayer and they find out people are praying for them, their body starts to heal itself. Mm-hmm. That's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and so that belief in superstition plays into what you've mentioned already, the mass hysteria theory, which mm. is the most sort of commonly accepted these days, mass psychogenic illness. Um, and it seems to be the legitimate reason for what's happened here. That, That's a big case of mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that it went so deadly in such a short amount of time as well, because it only lasted a month from start to finish, really over part of July and then... And do you know how many people died by the end? There's not a total dead count, but most accounts are somewhere in the hundreds. Because if it got up to like 15 people a day... Yeah. And so really, and that makes sense then, that taking them to that temple and giving them magic shoes Mm -hmm. and dousing them in oils and whatever, if it was all mass hysteria to begin with, Mm -hmm. then if you believe you're being healed, Mm -hmm. then you will be healed. Yes. Correct. What's the initial lady's name, Frau? Trefea. Frau Trefea. I wonder if she's like, I just really feel like dancing. (laughs) (laughs) And then she's looking at everyone like, shit. What have I done? What have I done here? (laughs) Maybe she was just trying to embarrass her husband. (laughs) (laughs) Because, no, I said I'd only do two. I said I'd only do two. Okay. (laughs) Uh, We'll fill in the blanks. But I feel like it would... Uh, be really irresponsible if we mentioned mass hysteria being the reason for a pandemic and we didn't point out that Pete Evans, if you're listening, the COVID-19 pandemic is not a case of mass hysteria. No, it is real. (laughs) I can't even be bothered with him anymore. Like He has literally gone off the deep end. If you Mm. go look at his Insta, he's just not even a person to be considered in life. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll be the last we ever say of him. Unless he does something really entertainingly ridiculous, then of course I will mention it in Breaking News. <laughs> cool. So if you want to know more about this tragic tale, oh, which so is kind it. of funny. Yeah, basically. Wow. The infected people either died or they were cured and then Strasbourg went back to everyday life. And Frau... Trofea. Frau Trofea was like... <laughs> <laughs> took a secret to the grave that she just felt like bopping for a while. <laughs> um, so if you want to know more, there is a book which I have not read, but it goes into a lot of detail about all the different accounts here. <laughs> you didn't read it. <laughs> <laughs> that is like just the gist perfection. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got just the gist of it and you gave that to us. Yeah, I yeah. read a review of it. That was enough. Um, the book is called A Time to Dance, A Time to Die. Um, <laughs> That's so great. That sounds like a Lifetime movie. Mm-hmm. A Time to Dance, A Time to Die. Mary Jo Kepner, the story of the woman with the evil shoes. 
starring Rosie Waterland <laughs> in the lead role, Mary Jo Kepner. Um, that's something for us all to look forward to. And also, um, while you're waiting for that TV movie of the week to come out, mm. um, if you're looking for an afternoon of fun, may I please recommend a YouTube channel called Puppet History, mm. which is where I first learned about the dancing play. Did you, le- did you learn about this through a puppet Through a show? puppet, yeah. Aww. Who looks like a blue knockoff version of <laughs> Elmo. But his name is The Professor and he is absolutely hilarious. And he teaches history? Yes. Cool. But he makes it approachable and fun. There's an episode about a woman who survived being not only the Titanic, but also the Olympic and oh, the Oh, Avery Jessup. Her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> um, no, wait. Did I just name a character from 30 Rock? Did you? I don't know. <laughs> no, I've got to look this up now. Hold on. <laughs> Hold oh, yeah, on. Jessup is Elizabeth Banks. Yeah. yeah. What am I talking about? <laughs> Can we put it in like I knew it? Yeah. Violet Jessup. Oh, that one. Yes, yes. that one. Uh-huh. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I knew it, sort of. <laughs> I just got my Titanic <laughs> reference and 30 Rock reference Jim Jambled. Mm-hmm. It happens. Violet Jessup is a nurse who survived all three. She's the only person who, A, went on all three of those ships Mm -hmm. and also survived, Mm -hmm. which is nuts. Yeah. She lived a very long life, actually. And you can learn all about that with puppets on Puppet History. That's cool that that's a thing. Mm -hmm. And if you watch it, you'll see a picture of um, Frau Trefea as well. (gasps) Frau Trefea. It was just like, (laughs) my man. (laughs) Sorry, I had my period. Very good. So there you go. Oh, that's cool. That was a good one. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Cool. Mm. Well, okay. No, that's a cool anecdote for a dinner party, that there was a plague, Mm -hmm. sort maybe, Mm -hmm. that in which people boogied, jived, hopped, hoppity hopped. See, I'm not as good as you. (laughs) I'm not as good as you at the beautiful dance imagery. Hoppity hopped hopped. For days until they died. Yes, they did. Oh, you know who says dance, dance, dance until you die? Who? That scene in Hocus Pocus. The three oh. witches. Dance, dance, dance until you die. <laughs> Bette Midler. Squeeze one more pop culture reference in, suckers. Well done. Also, you're never going to listen to David Bowie's Let's Dance and that line, put on your red shoes and dance the blues. Oh, yes. Without thinking of this. I see, my references are more Hocus Pocus, not David Bowie. (laughs) Okay, sure. This is how we balance each other out. All right. Well, I love you. Till next week. Bye. Bye.